This message comes from NPR sponsor Planet Oat. No deep thinking here. Planet Oat oat milk is rich, creamy, and an excellent source of calcium with vitamins A and D. Also, Planet Oat's unsweetened varieties have zero grams of sugar. Visit planetoat.com for more. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. Take a bite out of me. I'm the big app, Bill. (laughs) Bill Curtis. And here is your host at the beautiful Carnegie Hall in New York City, Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Um, We are... Delighted to be back at Carnegie Hall. I will tell you the truth, though. We were already in New York for Taylor Swift's birthday party. (laughs) Later on, we're going to be talking to maybe the greatest real housewife of them all, Bethany Frankel. But first, get a drink ready to throw in our face and give us a call. The number is 1-888-WAIT-WAIT. That's 1-888-9248-924. It is time to welcome our first listener contestant. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, this is Dave Connery in Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, how are things in Cleveland, that city by the lake? Just gorgeous as always. It really is. What do you do there? Well, I am a retired Lutheran pastor and full-time grandpa. That's good. When you retire from being a Lutheran pastor, do you then, like, start sinning? Oh, no. I had that going long, long before. before (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Um... Well, Dave, it is great to have you with us. Now, let's introduce you to our panelists this week. First, a stand-up comedian who writes a weekly email newsletter called That's Marvelous and is going back on tour in the new year. It's Josh Gondelman. Hello. Hey, thank you. Next, a comedian who'll be performing at Rooster Tea Feathers in Sunnyvale, California on New Year's Eve weekend and in Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver, Canada in January. It's Helen Hong. Hello. Hi, Dave. And he is a Peabody and Emmy award-winning journalist and comedian and new father. It's Alzo Slade. Hey, hey, what's happening, brother? So, Dave, you're going to play Who's Bill? This time, of course, Bill Curtis is going to start us off like he always does with three quotations from the week's news. Your job, simply identify or explain two of them. Do that, and you'll win our prize, any voice from our show you might choose. Ready to go? You bet. All right, your first quote is from former NFL player... Shannon Sharp. 700 million for 10 years? Damn, I played the wrong sport. Mr. Sharp was talking about a new record-breaking contract signed this week by what athlete? Was that Shohei Otani? It was Shohei Otani. Very good. The L.A. Dodgers signed Shohei Otani to a record-breaking 10-year, $700 million contract. Then they called the rest of the players in the team and asked how they all felt about playing next year just for the love of the game. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Baby just born. I put a baseball bat in one hand and a a mitt in the other. You have a two-week-old son. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. It's never too early. Never too early. To get that big 700 million? 700 million for 10 years. I agree uh, on behalf of all the Asians that uh, (laughs) this should put to rest every Asian parent saying that we should become doctors and lawyers. (laughs) 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 Full athletic kids. That's fabulous. Helen, for you, for you and all your people, it will yes. be a whole new way to disappoint. I mean, come on. 
<laughs> uh, Jews, we still have to be doctors and lawyers. Pretty much. Yeah, we're stuck, man. <laughs> yeah, Josh and I size each other up and go, yeah, we'll just stick with the old ways. Uh, with this contract, he's made history. Uh, Mr. Otani will be the highest paid athlete ever to tear his ACL in the first week of the season. Now, with all of these contracts, though, this is always the case, the big headline number, 700 million, but then you have to read the fine print, see how it works. The 700 million will be in coupons redeemable at any concession stand in Dodger Stadium. That, that's like three beers. It really is. Well, now that they signed Shohei Otani for 700 million, it is. And half a hot dog. This is, this is interesting. I mean, as Shannon Sharp, this is such a big contract. Other incredibly well-paid athletes were going, whoa, boy, like LeBron James, right? He has made $479 million in salary his entire career, and he has been playing basketball for 75 years. <laughs> poor fella, poor fella. You know, $700 million, that's an amount of money that makes even people who don't care about baseball Google Shohei Otani single. <laughs> oh, that was the first thing I did. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And now he's going to live in my town? Hell yeah. Absolutely. All right. Your next quote is from CNN, and it's about a hypothetical situation you might, well, we hope not, but you might face. Is there anybody on board who can land this plane? According to a new survey done by serious poll takers, 50% of whom think they could land a plane if they had to with no training. Um, men. Men, yes, that is the answer. 50% of men told these pollsters that, yeah, they thought if they had to, they could land a plane. I mean, sure, there's like a hundred buttons and dials in the cockpit, but most of them are just for ordering food from the flight attendant, right? I mean, it's easy to, I mean, I'm a man, it's easy to land a plane. You point it at the ground, you stick out the wheels, and you stop when your windshield hits the tennis ball hanging from a string. <laughs> go out on a limb and say 50% of men can't put together Ikea furniture correctly. So. That's, because, that's because we're all thinking about how to land a plane. <laughs> the other 50% of us, Helen. <laughs> but this, wait, Alzo, you can land a plane. I can, Can yes. you really? You can land a plane? Yes, I have a pilot's license, yes. What? Right. So 50 percent so, so of the men on this stage can land a plane. Whoa! <laughs> but I will tell you this: like I fly, I know how to fly like the puddle jumpers, little planes. single engine propeller planes. So if we were in like a 747 oh, and they're yeah. like, "Does anybody know how to land this plane?" I really believe. <laughs> I think that I could land it if the communications and all of that was still proper. Nobody would die, but you would not be able to use the plane again. <laughs> it would instantly become one of those disposable one-use yeah, things. Exactly. Use once, throw away. Exactly. Have you seen the cockpit? There are so I've looked in there and been like, there's a lot of little they dials. Need to pay you guys this is more. this is because obviously men t watch too many dumb action movies. Yeah. Men also think that they like, can like could win a gunfight, infiltrate a villain's lair, romance a 100%. supermodel, mm -hmm. right? They, men, you should watch the Great British Bake Off. Then your delusions <laughs> at least won't get anybody killed. I mean, even as a, like when you watch movies, I watched Top Gun. I think I could, you know, 
do a dog fight in a F-16. You well, see? anybody with the dun 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 like anybody can do it. And, and, the and, the and then I'm flying a jet with my shirt off, with my <laughs> dog tags hanging on my chest hairs, all yeah. of that. I, I watch Top Gun. I'm not even convinced I can play volleyball. <laughs> 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 all right. Here is your last quote. One ball, please. That was an Ikea customer ordering Ikea's hottest new product for the holidays, a giant what? Uh, Swedish meatball. You're exactly right. Yes. Right. Very good. Wow. Ikea, of course, the furniture store, famous for the Swedish meatballs they serve at their in-store cafes. So in the UK, they're going one better for this holiday season, a brand new Swedish meatball that is roughly the size of a turkey. It feeds 25 people. It weighs 10 pounds. It's bigger than a basketball. At that size, it's less a meatball, more of a meat moon. (laughs) Wait, is this something that you can get at the counter like while you're buying your furniture? Not, I wish, but not yet. The the way it's working is they're rolling it out as a special prize for 30 lucky people who win a lottery, right? So it's like getting a golden ticket. It's like Willy Wonka and the Slaughterhouse. (laughs) Winning winning a 10-pound meatball is not luck, bro. <laughs> like you would, you would, the same cart that you have to load the furniture on would be the same cart you have to put that meatball on. Yeah, <laughs> you get a frangette and a jalabet and a meatball. Yeah. You roll them out, man. You know. Is it's, it made of the same? Is it the same as an actual IKEA Swedish meatball? Well, it's IKEA, so <laughs> the veneer is really gorgeous, but inside, it's just it's particle just meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill, how did Dave do in our quiz? I think our preacher has a new calling. (laughs) He got them all right. Well done. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Peter. (laughs) Bye-bye. Right now, panel, time for you to answer some questions about this week's news. Alzo, you've all been there. We've all been there. You've hosted a great party, but it's going late, and you'd like everybody to go home. Well, Martha Stewart, in an interview this week, revealed the four magic words she says will help end that party almost instantly. What are those four words? Take your ass home. (laughs) (laughs) That would work. And, you know, she's she's pretty much unleashed now. I can imagine her saying that. But that's not what she uh, suggested. Can I have a hint, please? You can. To emphasize the point, she often puts on pajamas first. Oh. It's time to sleep. I'll give it to you. She says, I'm going to bed. Oh. That's what she does. This is a hosting secret known only to social mavens and empresses like Martha Stewart and everybody over 50. (laughs) Uh, Also effective, if you want to get people to leave, say things like, my 12-year-old niece is going to sing for us now. And does this look like pink eye to you? (laughs) I was going with, because she has gotten wild over the past years, I was thinking it would be, it's orgy time, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, the y'all for that important fourth word. (laughs) Yeah. But but that's not, I don't think that's revolutionary, though. No, I'm telling you the truth. I literally have done this. You have? I have. You've put on your pajamas. I have not put on my pajamas, but I have said to the assembled, I'm glad everybody's having a lovely time. I am going to bed. I don't even go that far. You've never seen 
a long, dramatic yawn unless you've seen me at a party. <laughs> Everybody to go home. Wow. I can yawn for like a good three minutes. Until I, I want everybody to see me yawning and stretched out. Fully. People are like staring at you going, my God, what a yawn. Is his head going to turn inside out? Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Coming up, our panelists get their ears lowered. It's our Bluff the Listener game call. one wait wait to play We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater, committed to helping companies solve food. From employee meal plans to on-site staffing to concierge ordering support. With corporate accounts, nationwide restaurant coverage, and payment by invoice. EasyCater.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Planet Oat. While some podcast topics can be complex and pretty heady, Planet Oat Oat Milk is an uncomplicated no-brainer. It's rich, it's creamy, and an excellent source of calcium with vitamins A and D. Also, Planet Oat's unsweetened varieties have zero grams of sugar. It's great in coffee, cereal, smoothies, you name it. So next time you're at the grocery store, save the overthinking for the podcast and reach for the one that has it all, Planet Oat Oat Milk, or visit planetoat.com for more. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Peter Sagel here with a quick and really very sincere thank you to our Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Plus supporters. And anyone listening who donates to public media of any kind. After all, public media means that you, the public, support it. That's the meaning of the phrase. Everything you hear from the NPR network really does depend on your contributions. Now, if you're not a supporter yet, it is a great time to get invested in helping NPR create a more informed public. NPR journalists need your help to do that because we certainly are not doing it on Wait, Wait. Now, if you like perks, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Plus offers sponsor-free episodes as well as bonus episodes featuring extended interviews and a regular quiz game we play with a listener. If you want to make a tax-deductible donation to your favorite NPR station, that is absolutely great. What really matters is that you are a part of the community that makes this work possible. Because honestly, NPR programming comes to you free, but it is not free to make. Microphones, computers, software, journalists need all those things so they can keep reporting the news and we can keep making fun of that news here on this show. So please, give today at donate.npr.org slash wait wait or explore NPR plus at plus.npr.org. And thanks. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We are playing this week with Josh Gondelman, Helen Hong, and Alzo Slade. And here we go to show host at Carnegie Hall in New York City, Peter Sagal. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you, everybody. 
Right now, it is time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff the Listener game. Call one wait wait to play our game in the air. Hi, you are on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hello? Hello? Who's this? This is Kathy Miller from Roseville, Minnesota. Ro- Roseville, Minnesota, which is not far from St. Paul, I know. I've spent a lot of good years there. And Kathy, I'm just going to say this on brief acquaintance, you sound like a Minnesotan. <laughs> Lifelong Minnesotan. Oh, it does my <laughs> heart good. What do you do there? I am a recently retired infection preventionist. Infection I, preventionist. What kind of infection? Yes, stuff like, you know, clean your hands and masks work and vaccines prevent deaths. Um, wear wear a condom. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> wear a condom. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She got excited about that last one. (laughs) (laughs) Kathy, it's great to have you with us. You're going to play our game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is Kathy's topic? Three guys walk into a barbershop. Only two things tend to happen at barbershops, haircuts and perfect four-part harmony. Well, this week, we read about something very different that happened when some people walked into a barbershop. Our panelists are going to tell you about it. Pick the one who's telling the truth, and you'll win the wait waiter of your choice on your voicemail. Are you ready to play? Yes, I am. All right, first, let's hear from Josh Gondelman. Since opening in 2006, the Cordelian Salon Wild Styles has been known for providing some of Idaho's most exotic hairdos, the kind of cuts most often seen in metropolitan hubs like Scranton and Duluth. (laughs) But for some of the region's upscale libertarian clientele, the word exotic barely covers it. According to a recent report from KBOI's Eye on Idaho, the salon also functioned as an underground groomer for illegal endangered pets. Treatments included a cut and color to touch up the gray roots on a red panda, and an early aughts ombre do to add a little flair to a black-footed ferret. The salon started expanding its offerings. Penguins began flocking to get their feathers as feathered as John Bon Jovi's hair in the 80s. They even offered an iridescent nails and scales treatment for rare lizards, known among customers as an iguanicure. (laughs) The operation came crashing down both literally and figuratively when a local rancher brought his Sumatran rhino in for a chemical peel, and the ungulate became irritated and destroyed the facility. (laughs) Although some locals believe it was actually two members of PETA in a rhinoceros suit. (laughs) A Idaho barbershop where they were doing grooming of illegal pets Your next great story of some clips comes from Helen Hall. When Nebraska barbershop Shears to You ran out of shaving cream, they improvised. Head barber Jamie Dillon comes from a long line of dairy farmers. So naturally, he had a ton of dairy cream lying around. We just whipped it up and boom, shaving cream, but more delicious. The customers enjoyed the experience so much, the sweet and scrumptious shave was added to the regular menu of services. But why stop there? Dylan explained. Now we're the first ever farm-to-table barbershop. (laughs) Other services include the bone broth hair wash, the sheep experience, (laughs) where Dylan lovingly grabs you by the nape of the neck and removes all your hair with electric shears. and the burrata blowout, where a creamy mix of milk and mozzarella is used as a styling gel. And you can smell that musk in the aftershave was in the goat that morning. (laughs) A farm-to-table barber. 
the Fresh Farm Products. Your last story to make the cut comes from Alzo Slade. For centuries, the barbershop has been a community hub where people not only go to get a fresh haircut and shave, but also social enrichment. It's a safe place to joke, converse about sports, politics, relationships, and a bunch of stuff you probably wouldn't get away with saying anywhere else. <laughs> Barbershops have also been known to be a place of commerce beyond the grooming sort. If you want to buy socks, deodorant, or gold chains you can't wear in the shower, a barbershop is the spot. When it comes to this minor illegal activity, most law enforcement will ignore it. However, one barbershop in Italy started dabbling in major illegal activity, drugs. What tipped the authorities off, you might ask? Well, there were a bunch of bald-headed guys going into the barbershop. <laughs> the only hair on their head was their eyebrows, and they weren't going there to get those threaded. So the police raided the shop to find hashish and 100 grams of cocaine with materials to package the drugs. When asked if he had any regrets about running a major drug operation out of a barbershop, the barber replied, clearly, a toupee shop would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, these are your choices. One of these things happened recently in a barbershop. Was it from Josh Gommelman, a barber in Idaho, revealed to be offering grooming for illegal exotic pets? From Helen Hong, a barber that invented farm-to-table hair care with fresh milk being put on your face? Or from Alzo Slade, a barbershop in Italy that drew the attention of police because these bald guys <laughs> kept going in there? <laughs> Well, they all sound fun, but I think <laughs> the right one would be Alzo Slade's um, The Bald Guys Going Into the Barbershop. All right. When choosing Alzo's story, the sophisticated crowd here in New York City agrees with you. Well, to bring you the correct answer, we will now hear from someone who is familiar with the real story. I definitely don't think there are a lot of services that a completely bald guy can get at a barbershop. Um, so there's definitely some suspicion there. That was Nicholas. He's a barber at Gabby's Barbershop in Chicago, weighing in on how suspicious a bunch of bald men in a barbershop really are. I just want to say, here's a reason we go in there. Nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Kathy. You got it right. Alzo was telling the truth. He wins a point. You win our prize. They got arrested. Everybody won in this particular scenario. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Take care. And now it's time for the game we call Not My Job. If you know one real housewife, it would probably be Bethany Frankel. She was a real housewife of New York, then the star of her own reality show, then the host of a TV talk show. She's a socialite, an influencer, a serial entrepreneur, and the owner of the world's largest business card. We'll let her tell us about the rest. Bethany Frankel, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Wait a minute. I know, I skipped a lot. No. The what? Who said socialite? Well, I am not a socialite. You're not a socialite. No. Okay, I'm going to say something. Okay. Because that, I'm going to say that was my ad. And the reason was, and you can tell me I'm wrong, uh -oh. but because I don't know anything about this. But I was listening to your podcast. You know everybody. 
You were telling a story on a recent episode about how you went to a party in St. Bart's on Paul Allen's yacht and you ran into Martha Stewart, who you used to work for, and you were there as the beard for another famous woman. And I'm like, you know everybody. That was, I do know everybody, but I'm not social, believe it or not, and I'm not light heavy. <laughs> okay, you're a social heavy. Yes. Well, let me, let me start here because uh, as I indicated, I find it very hard to describe <laughs> what you do quickly. So, so what do you say? If, 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 if you ran into the one person in this earth who had never heard of you, okay. what would you say that you do? I would probably say to that person, I'm a media personality from reality TV. I have multiple podcasts. I've written 10 books. Um, I've, I invented the skinny margarita and then sold the brand Skinny Girl, the cocktail version. I have a bunch of different product lines. So would the origin story part of it, would that be Real Housewives or does it go back further? What do you think? Of the public part yeah, of it? Yeah, sort of of your career uh, in the public My eye. premiere was being um, coming in second on Martha Stewart's Apprentice. Oh, of course, yes. Hence the story you were talking about. Hence the story where, yeah. you, where you saw Martha Stewart after you came in second. Days after I didn't get the job and she was standing there talking to John Bon Jovi and she said, and I was wearing the biggest you dress I have ever owned. It is like something that you can only wear at, like at, on the tail end of your 30s. You're, you're pushing it. And, it. and I walked onto this, this boat and I saw her and she was talking to John Bon Jovi and she said to him, this is Bethany. She, I didn't give her the job as my apprentice, so she's mad at me. I said, Martha, you're like an ex-boyfriend that I hate, but I'm still in love with. Wow. Wait so a minute. That was... So we have beef with Martha Stewart? No, we just, we just, we just made up. Oh, really? It wasn't real beef. It was sort of like frenemy. I wasn't at her level anyway beef. But recently we ran into each other at the Jingle Ball and she was really lovely. For the first time, I felt like we were on each other's level and I felt that she accepted me, but I felt accepting of myself and it was like a really nice full circle moment. Did actually, she come out in pajamas at any point? And go, <laughs> it's time to go to sleep. No, did, I wanted to ask, uh, I have to say it in NPR terms, what exactly is a to heck with you dress? This I'm, was a dress that I, back when I was broke, I clubbed somebody over the head for it at a sample sale. Like it, they had these sample sales. It was a Dolce Gabbana sample sale and it was 90% off. And it was, it had these open panels on the side and only lace laces p holding it together Ooh. and it was satin and it was a bustier and I said I'm good this is where I'm going to wear this dress I knew I was going to see Martha Stewart after her not giving me the job and I had wanted that job so badly I needed that job and I that was the FU dress it was just like this is going to be this dress's moment that Sweet. sounds more like an F me dress <laughs> that's so true <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a one night stand dress it is so then was Real Housewives, am I right? Then was Real Housewives, right. yes. And, and you were not in any, were you actually a housewife? Because I think one of your taglines was, I'm not a housewife. You're so good. You do you re I so much research. I'm so impressed. Um, I'm not a housewife, but I am real. Yes, back then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they are real, but, but they're not. But, but back then. <laughs> Whoa. Back then, I lived in a, in a small apartment that was 
furnished by Ikea, and the housewives would never cast someone like that now. But it was a new show that really hadn't established itself yet, and I was the question mark character. The other women were wealthy women, like getting facials and driving expensive rented cars, and I was this question mark character. And right. so that's why they cast me as not a housewife. Right. And if I remember, in the first few seasons, the other women mysteriously died, and they never pinned it on you. <laughs> that's how I became the most successful. I, I, I have to ask, the, the shows, the Real Housewife shows are famous for the drama. Yes. Uh, the, the fights, the feuds, the yelling, the hair pulls. How real is that? It's real in that it's really happening, but it's sort of if I put five of you just random, randomly into an elevator and just gave you a lot of alcohol and told each other all of your secrets and that was the rule that everybody had to bring everything up and you were there for like four months and how you guys would feel. This is an amazing, like what you said literally is an amazing pitch for a show and I think we all need to go out to the networks with Survivor Vader. Yeah. <laughs> I just got one question, you made a line of beverages. Do you, have a, do you have a favorite one of your beverages to throw in another woman's face, if need be? <laughs> oh, oh, well, no, I do, because my new wine, um, it's a rosé, and it's called, it's called Forever Young. So if I could throw youth on another housewife, right. forget about it. They right. want, that's all they're chasing. Wouldn't you use red, though, if you want a stain? Mm, I don't, well, if I liked the housewife, I would, I would use rosé, because they would just have that flush tone forever. <laughs> Back to the beverages for one moment. You skinny girl, Margarita, huge hit. When will you release a beverage for me? And I'm pitching egg-shaped man martinis. <laughs> that might do well. There is a restaurant called Egg Slut. There we go. And it does well. I could, look. What did I she could, just call you? I'll take it. You make me the face of that brand, I'll be your little egg slut. <laughs> well, it is really a pleasure to talk to you. And we have invited you here to the stage of Carnegie Hall to play a little game with us. A game that this time we're calling... Real housewife meet real husbandry. <laughs> so we wanted to know, what do you know about real husbandry? Meaning, obviously, animal husbandry. We're going to ask you three questions about people who take care of animals. Get two of these right, and you will win a prize for one of our listeners. Who, about people who take care of animals. Okay. Yes, who is Bethany Frankel playing for? Terry Hershey of Fort Wayne, Indiana. All right. Three questions, multiple choice. You've handled more stressful situations. Okay. Here's your first question. A research paper in 1998 found that caretakers of ostriches, ostriches okay. face a unique problem. What is it? A, the birds get super offended when you mix them up with emus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> B, the birds constantly hit on their human caretakers. <laughs> or C, vicious maulings. B. You're going to go, yes, you're right. The ostriches, 70% of the time... Ostriches cared for humans become romantically attached. Next question. Okay. Uh, you go back and you read the Richmond Independent newspaper in 1872. And that newspaper described a huge mistake made by someone taking care of cows in that region. What was it? A, he picked a terrible time to get directly behind a cow and lift her tail while holding a lit cigar in his mouth. <laughs> B, he attempted to prove the cow's value by entering one in the Kentucky Derby and it finished... Eight days later. <laughs> or C, he insulted a cow by asking it if it could possibly give oat milk instead. A. You're right, yes. This yeah. made... Methane is flammable, and uh, it was such a conflagration it made the Richmond independent. All right. Again, very confident. I mean, what else can you be? 
All right, last question. I imagine you'll get this correctly because that's how you roll. A website called the Prairie Homestead offers advice to farmers, such as 10 reasons your milk cow is kicking. What is number 10 on that list? A, you're playing the song Dancing Queen and famously no cow can resist that beat. <laughs> B, your cow might just hate you. Or C, oops, you're trying to milk a bull. C. C. Trying to milk a bull? I, I thought it was B. My gut instinct was B. You're going to go with your instinct? I thought. Yeah, it is right. That's what happened. There you wow. go. Thank wow. God. Thank God it was not C. Yeah. All right. Thank God. Uh, Bill, how did Bethany Frankel do in our quiz? Three in a row. Congratulations. Wow. Bethany. Right, I, I got to ask you one last thing. I've never had the occasion to ever ask anyone this question. I may never again. Forgive me for grabbing this opportunity. Who are you wearing? Oh, they, thank you for asking because I didn't know before and someone told me. ALC. This is an oldie bit of goodie. I've had this for years. These are Saint Laurent also. They're older than my daughter who's 13. Something I've had for a long time. On behalf of all the panelists here, we are offended. You did not ask one of us what we are wearing. <laughs> a fit check. <laughs> Bethany Frankel is reality show royalty, a media superstar, an influencer, a podcaster, and the founder of Skinny Girl. Her podcast, Just Be, can be found wherever you get your podcast. Give it up for Bethany Frankel. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. In just a minute, Bill reveals how Mickey Mouse gets his makeup just right in our listener limerick challenge. Call one wait wait to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns & Foster. To Stearns & Foster, your comfort is their everything. So they've made a mattress that's irresistible inside and out. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted every stitch. Every layer uses the finest materials like indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for the coziness you want with the support you need. Timeless quality for your most comfortable sleep. Stearns & Foster, what comfort should be. More at StearnsAndFoster.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit their website to get a quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, and their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. Then just choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. From NPR and WBEC Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Helen Hong, Alzo Slade, and Josh Gundelman. And here again is your host... At Carnegie Hall in New York City, Peter Sagal. Thank you so much, Bill. Thank you, everybody. In just a minute, Bill plays Rhyme Deer Games with Rhymedolph the Rhyme-Nosed Rhyme Deer in our Listener Limerick <laughs> Challenge. If you'd like to play, give us a call at one wait wait That's one 888 Right now, panel, some more questions for you from the week's news. Helen, uh, White Claw, as I'm sure you know, essentially created an entirely new genre of beverages with their alcoholic seltzers, right? This week they announced their newest innovation in the beverage space. What is it? 
non-alcoholic since. Yes! <laughs> the company announced that their new product is going to be called White Claw 0% Alcohol. <laughs> They've invented seltzer. <laughs> they just... <laughs> They just Christopher Columbus <laughs> They really did. They, Nobody's been here before. This is stolen Jewish valor. It really is, actually, yeah. I think they missed an opportunity with the naming. It should have been White Paw. Aww. Don't you think that would have been so much cuter? Like White Claw, <laughs> White Paw, meow. Yeah, that part of you. You want a paw or a claw, and you're like, paw me, I'm driving. <laughs> or how about like White Gnaw? <laughs> but seriously, this is great. It's the perfect beverage for when you don't want to drink alcohol, but you still want that White Claw stigma. <laughs> Helen, <laughs> the latest craze on TikTok is women tripping up their boyfriends by just turning to them with a camera on and asking them to name a what? This sounds bad already. <laughs> can you name a what? Can you name a what? A Taylor Swift song? Uh, can, can I have a hint? It's much more basic than that, than something much specific. More basic. It's like Mitt Romney would have, been, would have been able to do this. He had binders full of them. Women. Yes, can you name a woman? What? This what? is the new TikTok challenge. Women surprise their boyfriends on camera and say, quick, Name a woman. And it's they a, don't say my mom? Well, that's the thing. It's a trap, fellas. It's don't a trap. It. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Save yourself. Right. Because what happens is... You say the woman... You say the name of the woman that you're trying to bang. Well, yeah. <gasps> Which... Oh, no. Well, no. Hold on. Hold on. My hold wife on. tried that to me and I said Toni Morrison. <laughs> oh, no. Well, this is what happens, right? <laughs> So it's a trap because men are like, oh, God, i got to name an impressive woman. I know. And they name, play Toni Morrison. And they're like, oh, you're not thinking of me, are you? And it's like, why are you going to the trouble to have us embarrass ourselves? Just wait. <laughs> we'll do it. Right. It's especially bad if the guy gets nervous and just shouts, porn lady. <laughs> Josh, Last Christmas by Wham. Mm -hmm. Sure you know. Holiday classic, so much so that in the UK there is a Christmas tradition called Whamageddon, celebrated by thousands now around the world, where everybody competes to do what? Oh, I know this. Everybody competes to go the longest without hearing that song. That's exactly right. <laughs> a decade ago, a group of friends in the UK started a tradition called Whamageddon, where the winner is whoever avoids hearing Wham's Last Christmas the Longest. <laughs> And they're doing great. In 2017, one member of the group made it 12 minutes. <laughs> Wait, so if you're like in a department store and they just start playing it, you just got to run out? No, it turns out you lose. If you hear oh. a note of the song, you're oh. done. You're out. So, you can't just go la 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 No, you can't. You have to like be careful where you go. You have to be careful who you talk to. Careful whose car you get into. Also, if somebody sings it, it's... it's the done. Oh. You're done. So, you could, so other members could sabotage you. Right. But the problem is, I mean, they're able to do this song because the song is ubiquitous but not constant. Can you imagine trying to do it with All I Want for Christmas is You? The only way you could win is to go back in time <laughs> and convince Mariah Carey's parents into staying single. <laughs> I would go back in time and be like, Mariah Carey, have I got a song for you? Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> K 
Coming up, it's lightning fill in the blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at one triple eight. wait wait That's one 888 You can catch us most weeks back at the Studebaker Theater in Chicago, or come see us on the road. For more tickets and information for all of our live shows, go to nprpresents.org. And follow us on Instagram at WaitWaitNPR. You won't regret it. You might even like it. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hello, this is Egal uh, Rechtman from Fort Lee, New Jersey. Fort Lee, New Jersey, yes, wow. fellow New Jerseyan. What an impressive voice. Can we voice. talk about that's the a, voice, though? That's a, that's a wow. heck of a voice. That's like a Bill Curtis Yeah, voice. Bill, did you feel a cold wind? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you do there in, in the great state of New Jersey? I'm a forensic accountant and a family historian. A forensic accountant and a family historian? So do you the do... second is a hobby, yes. Right. Do you do family histories for other people's families? Uh, as it turns out, I do, yeah. Right. Do you, do, you, uh, do you ever, like, find yourself delivering really bad news, but it sounds okay because it's in that voice? Uh, oh, no. Oh, it's really? All it's all good news. It's yeah. all good. You only find out good news. Right. I, like, I help my parents' neighbor to find out his uh, cousins in England, and it turns out that the neighbor and I are cousins, too. There you are. Wow. There you are. I have to say, I just love the fact of you going to your uh, cousin and saying, that's amazing, we're related, and your cousin going, whoever would have known. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Egal. You are going to play our listener limerick challenge. Bill Curtis is going to read you three news-related limericks with a last word or phrase missing from each. If you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly, and two of the limericks will be a winner. You ready to play? Yes. All right, here is your first limerick. Mice like surfaces, shinier, clearer. Hey, hottie, I see you step nearer. I like what I see, cause that there, that's me. Mice know who they are in a mirror. Right, yes, science is very good, si- yes, mirror. Scientists have discovered that mice have the ability to recognize themselves in a mirror. The findings come from a larger study inquiring into why mice take so long in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I love the idea of like a mouse just hyping itself up in the mirror, just like, oh, I'm a great big beautiful shining star. That's, that's Mickey from, Mouse? That's from Boogie Mice, yeah. Oh. oh, okay. Here's your next limerick. Fruits lost out in space. Where do they go? There's no place for my produce to lay low. I can't recreate it, and they think I ate it. Where is my ripe red... I'm stumped. Tango. Ripe red <laughs> rhymes with eight-ho... Potato. Yeah. No, not quite. Potato. Right. Tomato. Tomato. Yes. Yay, tomato. I stumped it. The first ever tomato grown in space has been found. In other news, NASA lost the first ever tomato grown in space. Earlier this year, an astronaut named Frank Rubio grew a tomato on the ISS, but then somehow misplaced it. And Rubio has spent the year since denying accusations that he ate the tomato. It doesn't seem like that big a deal, but I guess when you're stuck together in the space station, everything becomes huge drama. It's like, Frank, we live in a tube. Where could you have put it? He definitely ate it. He definitely he ate definitely it. No, they found it. it. NASA, oh, they actually, they called a press conference. What? Everybody showed up. Press conference at NASA. They said, we have a big announcement. We have found the tomato. Where was in it? In Frank's mouth. No, it was somewhere on the space station, like, hidden behind a crap. Feels a little suspicious. be like, we found definitely the same tomato. Right. <laughs> People were so disappointed because it was like we were hoping for aliens. Like, no, there's, we're alone in the universe, but we will have salads. <laughs> 
All right, here is your last limerick. To audio trends, I'm no stranger. So I've got a new music arranger. I can play all my discs without any skips. I just bought a new five CD changer. Changer, changer yes. Yamaha has right. released a brand new high-tech, state-of-the-art five-disc CD changer. <laughs> a perfect gift for anyone who lives in 1997. <laughs> Yama- Yamaha explained, they said, well, you know, vinyl is back, right? And, and then cassettes were back for a while, and CDs were supposed to be better than those, right? So you want this, right? <laughs> if it sells, Yamaha will roll out their next must-have audio component in the new year, a traveling medieval bar. <laughs> I, I, could just, I could just see teenagers looking at the CD player, like tapping it, sniffing it, like ooga booga. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, like the apes at the beginning of 2001. Exactly. exactly. Why a five CD changer? We don't need that many. Because that's the thing. Man. Start with the one, because you only have one CD at this point. Right. <laughs> well, they, you, have to, you have to get them off. You have to go out and get your CDs off the bushes where you tie them to scare away birds. <laughs> yeah, my, the, the last thing CDs are being used for is to see if mice can recognize their own faces. <laughs> Bill, how did Egal do in our quiz? Egal got two out of three, and that is a win. Congratulations, Egal. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Made in Cookware. Did you know that many popular dishes in Tom Colicchio's craft restaurant are made in Made in Cookware? Made in supplies chefs with high-end cookware because Made in makes exactly what demanding chefs look for. When you level up your cooking, remember what great dishes on menus worldwide have in common. They're Made in Made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from the 18th until the 27th. Visit MadeInCookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Now on to our final game, lightning fill-in-the-blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill-in-the-blank questions as they can. Each correct answer now worth two points. Bill, can you give us the scores? Josh and Helen each have two. Alzo has three. All right. Well, why don't we say then, arbitrarily, since Helen and Josh are in second place, Josh, I'll pick you to go first. Here we go. Fill in the blank. On Wednesday, the House approved a formal impeachment inquiry against blank. Uh, President Biden. Yes, on Monday, the defamation trial against former Trump lawyer blank began in Washington. Uh, Rudy Giuliani. Yes, on Wednesday, electric car maker blank recalled more than 2 million vehicles. Tesla. Right. According to a new study, owning a dog reduces dementia risk by 40%, and owning a cat reduces it by blank. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all? Not at all. Zero percent on Monday. (laughs) On Monday, Epic Games won their antitrust lawsuit against search giant blank. Google? Yes. On Tuesday, Barbie and Succession led the nominations for the 2024 Blank Awards. Golden Globe? Yes. This week, a woman who put an octopus on her face for a funny photo and then got bitten by it told reporters blank. 
I, uh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> no. She said, quote, we all make mistakes. <laughs> the woman says that she put the octopus on her face because she was trying to help a friend win a nature photo contest. The woman ended up in the hospital after the octopus bit her. And even worse, the picture they took came in second <laughs> next to man getting mauled by bear he tried to hug. Bill, I think Josh did pretty well in his Very well. Did he well uh, six right, 12 more points, 14 puts him in the lead. All right. Helen, you are up next. Please fill in the blank. On Tuesday, the UN General Assembly voted to demand an immediate ceasefire in blank. Gaza. Right. On Wednesday, Special Counsel Jack Smith asked the Supreme Court to rule on whether blank is immune to prosecution. Uh, Biden? No, Donald Trump was oh. the one being prosecuted. During their right. final meeting of the year, the Federal Reserve signaled that they would cut blank rates in 2024. Interest rates. Yes. This week, the British grocery store chain Tesco recalled their Christmas stuffing mix over fears it may contain blank. Salmonella. No, moths. <laughs> Why is my stuffing flying in the light? Protein. On, on Thursday, the World Health Organization called for a worldwide ban on flavored blanks. Um, flavored candy? No, flavored vapes. Best known for his roles on Homicide, Life in the Streets, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, actor blank passed away. Tragically young at the age of 61. Andre Brower. Yeah. This week, two men in Colorado, convicted of stealing over $2,000 worth of merchandise from Kohl's, argued for a lesser sentence because blank. It's Kohl's. No. <laughs> <laughs> they argued that the merchandise was on sale and they had coupons, so it wasn't really that valuable. <laughs> The two men were convicted of felony theft for stealing KitchenAid mixers, designer clothing, but they argued they should only face misdemeanor charges because the merchandise was all on sale. The judge <laughs> disagreed and sentenced them to 15 months in prison, which does sound harsh, but it's only like four months if you enter a code at booking. <laughs> Bill, how did Helen do in our quiz? Three right, six more points, total of eight. It means she trails Josh, who's still in the lead. All right, so how many of them... Does Alzo need to win? Six to win. All right, Alzo. You ready? Here we go. On Wednesday, participants in the COP28 climate summit called for a transition away from blanks. Fossil fuel. Yes. According to his legal team, Russian opposition leader blank is missing from prison. I don't, I don't, it's, I don't uh, remember. Alexei Navalny. This week, yeah. the Supreme Court said it would consider a case on restricting the blank pill. Uh, abortion pill. Yes. On Tuesday, the board of Blank University voted unanimously to keep their president. Harvard. Yes. People waited up to eight hours to get served as the first ever blank opened in Idaho. Chick-fil-A. Close. In-N-Out Burger. After filing for bankruptcy, at-home teeth aligner company Blank announced it was shutting down. Uh, the, the commercials bother me all the time. They won't Invis anymore. Invisalign? No, close. A smile direct club. This week, Russian hackers posing as a political candidate in England failed in their hacking attempt because the emails they sent were blank. Uh, they forgot to blind CC. No, they were too polite. <laughs> the hackers were posing as Member of Parliament Stephen Gethins, who's also a professor whose university has banned sending emails with phrases like, I hope this finds you well which is exactly how the hackers started their fake spam messages. People quickly realized the emails were not from Professor Gethins, who actually starts all his emails with a much more formal, what's up, dogs? <laughs> <laughs> 
Bill, did Alzo Slade do well enough to win? Well, he got three right, six more points. His nine, however, couldn't catch the egg slot. <laughs> Hey, Bill. Yeah. I lost on purpose just so you could see that. <laughs> Thank you. Coming up, our panelists will predict now that Shohei Otani has done it, who will be the next person to get $700 million and for what? But first, let me tell you Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions, Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Godica writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our tour manager is Shana Donald. An extra special thanks this week to the incredible staff and crew. At Carnegie Hall. You know what you did. BJ Lederman composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Dornboss, and Lillian King. Special thanks this week to Blythe Robertson and Monica Hickey. Our statue of Gwynberdy is Peter Gwynn. Our vibe curator is Emma Choi. Technical direction is from Lorna White. Our CFO is Colin Miller. Our production manager is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillock, the executive producer of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is Mike Danforth. Now, Panda, who will be the next person to get $700 million in pay? Helen Hong. Me, <laughs> Helen Hong. I am the next 700 millionaire because I just listened to a podcast about manifestation and saying things out loud. <laughs> Alzo Slade. Some teenager who becomes an influencer reviewing old Christmas movies on YouTube as if they discovered them. <laughs> and Josh Gondelman. It's just going to be a tech CEO who's figured out how to privatize the concept of sitting down. <laughs> and if any of that happens, we'll ask you about it on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thanks to Josh Gondelman, Helen Hong, and Elzo Slade. Thanks to our fabulous audience here in the magisterial Carnegie Hall. And thanks to all of you for listening at home. I'm Peter Sagal. We'll see you next week. This is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Delta Airlines. When you think about it, half the trips the world takes are trips home. Home. What we all eventually long to get back to, no matter what took us away to begin with. Those at Delta know that, because all 100,000 of them are, above all, travelers just like you. It's why they try to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR.